Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. Perfect. So I'm sitting here with Bethany O'Brien, and uh, I have opportunities to, to chat with photographers on the podcast many times that I know already. In this case, uh, I don't know you. This is actually the first time that we've yes. s- sat down for a conversation. So sure I'm going to get to I'm going to get to know you uh, over a conversation here with the listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we're actually about an hour outside of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, we're um, an hour northeast of Atlanta in a little town called Dahlonega, Georgia. It's like right at the base of the Appalachian Trail. Okay. So we have great mountains and access to hiking and backpacking. It's which beautiful. We yeah, we love it. We have a super cute town right now. It's uh, decorated for Christmas. And so at night, the twinkly lights, it's, it's fabulous. Everyone should come visit. It's great. It's absolutely beautiful. Now, are you, are you from here originally? I'm not. I grew up in the Northeast, um, went to college in Oklahoma, transferred schools, ended up staying in Georgia. Um, my husband and I got married. We moved away for a while. And then we decided, where do we want to settle and have kids? And we love Dahlonega. Well, so that's how we came back. And it's a really small, quaint town. We're actually sitting outside. You may hear a little bit of car noise in the background, but... Uh, we're sitting outside in this beautiful town square, all these cute little shops all around us. It's a really beautiful place. Is yeah. it? Do you know what the population is, Dahlonega? Is it oh, a couple uh, thousand? No, ten? no, it's bigger than that. Okay. I mean, it's bigger. I mean, it's a college town. North mm. Georgia University's here. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, we've got a decent size, but, but it still feels small. It is very quaint. Yeah. I mean, it's small enough where everybody knows each other and is in everybody else's business, so it's great. <laughs> we love and we're going to actually get into that here in just a little bit. You mentioned your husband, your husband Jason, correct? Yes, yes. And he runs a CrossFit gym. He does. He runs a, a small CrossFit gym in downtown, and um, we live where we work. We literally live where we work because um, our gym is out of our home, and then, of course, O'Brien Photography is out of our home also. So we spend a lot of time together, <laughs> all the time together, and our kids. So it's great. No now, complaints. How long have you been married? It, we're going on 15 years. That's awesome. A now, there, there is the notion of couples working together in business. You guys don't work in the photography business t- together, correct? You have two no, separate businesses. No, we have two separate running. businesses, although okay. I help him with the gym, okay. and he helps me when I need him. So I think it's one of those. We work really well, but we both have our passions and support each other. Yeah. And yeah, there's no complaints at all. I mean, we, we work really well together. That's we have awesome. Good, we have good meshing personalities. Okay. And so what I was going to say is it can be complicated, but you guys make it work. What, give me a couple of, of things that you do specifically to, because I, I think a lot of, a lot of running businesses or even running one business as a couple, yeah. a lot of it is about setting some boundaries and creating some separation between business and work. Yeah. Uh, making sure that there's, you're still making time for each other. Yes. Uh, respecting each other's personalities and ultimately their strengths and weaknesses yeah. and, and complementing those, as you mentioned. How have you guys made it work for, for yourselves? Um, I would say, I mean, I really like let him take the lead on his stuff. I, I give my opinion when he asks. Um, if I really feel like it's important, I might push for something. Okay. But, but really, I trust him. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is I trust him to make good decisions for the gym and he trusts me to make good decisions for the photography business. And I will ask him for his help on different things. He's actually a really good photographer. Okay. <laughs> But he, he's just not passionate about it sure. as I am. Sure. Um, he's not as much of a people 
person as I am. Okay. So he lets me kind of do my own thing. But he's he's really supportive because when I'm gone all day shooting a wedding, I mean, he's usually at home with the kids. Yep. And he's fine with that. He can handle it. <laughs> That's <great>. awesome. <laughs> now, did you both have kind of this entrepreneurial bug to begin with? Or is this something you grew into? Or well, No way. Okay. Like, I never, ever thought that we would own our own business. Really? It, it never even occurred to me. I went to school for art. And I thought maybe I'd be an art teacher. I mean, there wasn't, I never thought that I would own my own business and neither did he. Um, it's really, you know, over the past 10 years, just been something that's grown within us that we're like, Hey, we could do this. Like we can, we're, we, we love people. We love what we do. We're passionate about, um, you know, specific things in our life, photography and, and health and nutrition. Let's do this. And so from, from there, it just has grown into more than we thought it was ever going to be, honestly. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so how long ago then did you get into business? And actually, before we even answer that question, you said you studied art in college. Did you have a particular focus, something that you were already really good at? Was it photography or well, something else? Uh, so I'll start before that. Okay. Is, um, I think I was about 18, and my dad gave me a hand-me-down Minolta film camera because yes. he went to art school. I shot my first wedding on a Minolta <laughs> film you? camera. Yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. I still have it. I have all the lenses. Okay. I love that camera. Yeah? Still love it. Yeah. Um, so I started out just doing pictures of girls in my dorm like portraits for their boyfriends for Christmas yeah it was just like fun Mm -hmm. um I was a biology major and thought you know I think I'm gonna switch and go to studio art which was good because I was really bad at biology so (laughs) (laughs) um so I switched and uh studied studio art with an emphasis in photography okay um and then fast forward a couple years we got married and then uh lived in California we we we're wilderness guides in Yosemite National Park. No way, that's cool. It was cool. really cool. Okay. So I shot all landscape out there. I'm already seeing Still, a part two yes. podcast. <laughs> There's lots to talk about here. So, um, <laughs> so I did all landscape photography out there, and then um, a couple more years, we, you know, decided to start a family. Um, I'm having babies, taking pictures of babies, moving into the digital world, and of course, all my friends then at that point are going hey, will you take pictures of my kids too? Will yep. you take pictures of my family? And it's slowly developing into, hey, I could I could do this. And um, so that's how it started. And, and now, then, I have to say right there, that's that's a really similar storyline to a lot of photographers oh, that you talk to. Yeah. How did you, the, the caveat, of course, photography can be really fun. The idea of taking pictures, yes. buying f- fun sounds equipment. It sounds great, right? <laughs> yes. How did you make that transition from being a kind of a, a I don't know, wannabe photographer sounds kind of harsh, but somebody who enjoyed it as a hobby, yeah. how did you actually turn that into a working business? Man, um, I remember the decision. I remember actually when someone asked me to shoot a wedding, it was my first wedding, and I thought, do I want to do this? Like, do I want to do this? Because I, I knew I'm an all or nothing person already. Yes. So if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go swinging for the fences. And how long ago was this? Six years ago. Okay, okay. And... Um, and so I, I took it, and then from that point on, it was like, how can I be the best photographer that I can be? And studying, learning. I mean, you know, like you never stop learning. I'm still learning. I don't have it all figured out. Absolutely. I'm still learning how to be a better photographer. I'm still learning how to run a business better. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely, um, I mean, it's taken years, but figured some things out over time. <laughs> what, what were the biggest, uh, even just one or two learning curves that you that you faced, especially when it came to running a business, because let's be real, the the on the photography side of things, if you want to push your your craft, like you said, there is probably always something that you can learn. But with technology these days, it's a lot easier to take a decent picture. Yes. In the end, we still have to run a business, yeah. and that seems to be what is more challenging to photographers than the actual photography 
part of uh, the, the part of running a business. Yeah. Um, what were the biggest learning curves for you business wise? Um, well, I think and I, I think a lot of people could relate to this, especially mom photographers, is that I had a hard time. And I remember searching through blogs and going, how do people have time to edit? Okay. Seriously, like how do people have time to, to edit? How do, when do you I remember asking people like when when do you actually edit? Like I would need to know these things. <laughs> I've got kids. Yeah. Um, and so it was a matter of how do I become more efficient? How do I become better at my business? And, um, so I started reading a bunch of books on business, um, listening to podcasts, reading blogs, like how do people, even outside of photography, how do they run a good business? And one thing that, that came up, um, was being able to pay people who are better than you at something in your business. So you pay someone to do your taxes, you pay someone to help with post-processing, you pay someone to... Um, even my kids get paid to help me package boxes, <laughs> you know, is that people that can do it more efficiently than I can. It's a, it's a really smart thing for me to pay someone else to do that. And it makes, uh, my business run smoother. It makes me more efficient. I can actually do things that I love to do, which I like to do photography. I like to shoot and I don't yeah. mind editing. Um, but it's, you know, there, I definitely like to shoot more than edit. <laughs> Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And so it's this this idea of delegation. Yeah. Uh, learning to do that. What drove your, what what was the motivation for more efficiency? You talk about more efficiency. What what drove that? Well, I mean, definitely my kids. Okay. Because, I mean, who, I mean, we all want to spend more time with our family. We want to mm-hmm. figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, O'Brien Photography is, uh, I mean, Jason has his own business, but O'Brien Photography is just kind of extra, but it was so like we can go on family vacations and we can have more fun things. And, yep. you know, is that's the motivation behind it. But but ultimately, I, I do want to spend more time with my kids. And um, I, I'm number one. My first job is a homemaker. My first job is a mom and a wife. And I love it. And I don't want photography to ever um, come, you know, first. I want to always be a homemaker first. And so, you know, how do I make sure my kids know that even still pursuing things that I love? Because being a photographer, like, I think it's something so deep within me, like to be able to capture beauty through a camera. Sure. It's, it's um, really like God's creativity coming out. This is the way it's shown in me and my, and my giftings. And so I think even if I didn't have a business, I still wouldn't stop shooting. You know, I would still, I would still have to do photography because it's so deep within me. Yeah. And so it's not a matter of not doing it or doing it. It's how do I do it and still have Managed wonderful to have amounts a life. of time with yeah. my family, you know? And so yeah. that's, that was, that's always like the driving. And even, even now I think no matter how long you do it, it's still a, a very like tenuous line of not working too much mm-hmm. and being able to spend time with your family, like still this line and, and always creating boundaries. Absolutely. And, um, so that's, I mean, I'm still there. I'm still learning. Still that, learning. You know? Would you say then what, what would, what's the, what's the most difficult part of delegation? For example, um, as of late, we, we brought on a, a new employee with photographers Edit who is helping me with some of our marketing activities. And it's been a wonderful relief to be able to delegate some of the work that, that have, has been on my plate, uh, to Justin. Justin's extremely talented. Uh, but one of the challenges innate to that process of delegation is learning how to effectively communicate. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny, as an owner of a post-production company, one of the things that we see or hear a lot is photographers, they give us their work expecting it to be processed in a certain way, but don't necessarily know how to communicate what they want. Yes. 
in fact, in some cases, photographers will actually say, I don't know what I want or something <laughs> totally, to that effect, right? I totally understand. So anyway, all that to say, to kind of sum it up, the importance of learning how to communicate what exactly you want in such a way that someone else can understand it and then do that, that thing or those things, that yeah. can be really complicated. But what, yes. what have you found is most challenging in, in delegation? Oh, uh, well, I agree. I'm, I'm not very good at putting into words what I want okay. um, for and for anybody. Sometimes I'm it all makes sense in our head, right? It totally we, we can, does. When we hear it there. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm much better at showing people. I feel like even this way when I'm shooting is sometimes I want to be like, well, move your hand. Wait, let me just show you what I want you to do yes, because yeah. in my brain, I can't get it out. Mm. Um, so I would, I would say definitely that. And I mean, definitely that like kind of perfectionist type A to it. I want it done my way. And well, let me just do it. I do it the right way. You know what I mean? Just like I tend to do that is I'll just do it. I'll just do it because you're not going to do it <laughs> good enough well, for me. Because that's the easier you know? way out, right? Oh, if we yeah. don't know how to communicate what we want and it's going to be a process in and of itself of learning how to communicate that thing. Yeah. Well, let me just do it myself. And I think we, we actually see that a lot at Photographers Edit um, where they are... They want a certain thing. They get frustrated. And instead of taking a little bit more time just to learn how to communicate what they want, they just give up and do it themselves. And as a result, then they don't save that time that they could have. So yeah. it takes a bit of an investment in learning how to effectively communicate what you want. You happen to use ph photographers at it, but yeah. this is applicable really to anyone. Like you mentioned earlier with accounting yes, or post-production or album oh, yeah. design or any moving yeah. part of your business that doesn't absolutely require you to be involved. Yeah. How do you effectively communicate that thing? Well, to I feel like those? it takes time like there is a time I mean I've I've used uh post-processing for well, like three years now I mean okay. it's been a while and so through that time I've been able to kind of refine okay this is the way I like it this is not what I want so, you know and being able to be patient and knowing that it's worth it I mean it even comes out I have an intern who's been working with me for a while and I had to go through a period of just training her okay. and, which is more time consuming yes but once she figured it out then i could say hey i need this done i need this done yep. i need this done and then she does it you know which is great i definitely recommend interns they're great yeah <laughs> yes. okay yes photographers should find someone who wants to learn photography and say, and you Come. happen to be in a college town so are you pulling exactly somebody it's a college from, the, from this okay yeah from the school Perfect. and she's not even like an art major she just it's like wants to do it on the side and, and wants to learn and wanted to see the business part which i think is great because like we talked before, like like being a photographer sounds, oh, you just get to take pictures all the time. <laughs> and we take, a, exactly. we take pictures like, I don't know, 25% of the Absolutely. time and 75% yep. we're doing emails and post-production and yep. packaging and, you know, just all these small little busy work things that, gosh, we just didn't know about when yes. we started. <laughs> so it's important then to understand that it is a process. And I yes. think that's, it's really, it's, it's a good reminder for me. It's a good reminder for photographers because we do live in a world where most things we can get instantly, right? Yeah. There's instant gratification. Yeah. This is a long-term play where we're, we're taking time to invest in a working relationship yeah. that can make a big difference in giving us freedom and efficiency in our yep. business. And that, that's, that's a huge deal, especially like you said, if, if you want to have a life, if you want to connect with family and friends yep. and so forth. That's really cool. So how many weddings then are you shooting in a year? You said this is kind of a side business. Well, so I have to be very particular because, okay. I mean, I mean, I have kids. Like I said, my first job is being a homemaker. And so uh, my limit has been about 22 weddings a year. That's, um, a, that's a big side <laughs> business. <laughs> um, and so, but I'm even going to be doing less than that. Like tw okay. going into 2017 is uh, kind of the year of boundaries sure. and the year of let's, let's create some space. Sure. Um, 
and more rest. And, and so it's great because I can be choosy about weddings at that point. Um, but I, I don't do a lot of marketing, so it's fine. <laughs> it like all works out for me, really. And I was going to ask you about that. So with 20, roughly 20 weddings, are you shooting most of those weddings here locally? Do you get them from out of town? How do you, how do you get those I mean, weddings? really, they're all over the southeast. Uh, I mean, th- where we live, the North Georgia Mountains, is a great wedding venue area. I mean, we have wineries and we have farms and barns and rolling hills and mountain views. So there's a ton of venues up here, which is really nice for me. Um, so I don't always have to travel. But then I shoot in Hilton Head and I shoot in South Georgia. I shoot in New Hampshire. Um, I get to shoot in the Bahamas this summer. <laughs> so, wow. so it's kind of, I mean, I do get a few little things, you know, where I get to travel a little bit more. But I would say the majority of my weddings is in you know, North Georgia or North Central Georgia. And uh, are those clients hearing about you through just Google or Facebook? Or It's usually word of mouth. Word of mouth? I, I mean, well, I believe from that... From former clients then? Yeah. Okay. I, I believe that if you run a good business, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have problems getting business. And so I just try to make my clients really happy and treat them as I would family. And they're usually really happy. And then they tell somebody else about it. And so... I mean, one of the things you and I were talking about earlier about like keeping things simple in life. And one of the things I don't do is worry about social media very much. I probably should worry about social media a little bit more. Man, if I can make like a post a week, I feel like I'm just like rocking it. I'm doing good, you know, but, um, but I don't, I don't use that a ton. Like I'm, that's one of my goals for 2017 is to like actually use social media a little bit more. <laughs> but the fact that you're already booking 20 weddings a year just via word of mouth and a really positive experience for your clients, I, I love that. I and know, it's great. this is a perfect segue really into something that I, that I uh, found fascinating on your website in the about me section. You said if there were two <laughs> words to describe you, it would be not complicated. You're running a, a really simple business model, but what does this idea of not complicated mean to you? Um, gosh, I would say that I'm not complicated. I don't know if my husband would say I'm not (laughs) complicated. Okay. Um, but I, I really want simple. I want streamlined. I want efficient. Um, I really want what's important to be important. I want to make good choices. And so in that, I don't want my business to, to get all complicated. I don't want it to feel like it's running my life, um, that I have the authority in this business and it is, I have control. Like it doesn't need to control me. Um, That's a really proactive mentality. I think a lot of photographers run a business in kind of a reactive manner, right? It's it's happening to them versus them happening to the business. Yes. I mean, and for me, these are thought processes over the last year of like, I am going to, I'm going to control this thing. I'm going to point it in the trajectory that I want it to go. And, um, and so that's, that's what I'm working on. And so simple and streamlined and um, not too time consuming um, are things that I'm working on for this coming year. And then for my own life is uh, more groundedness and restfulness and not letting my brain get all jumbled with my to-do list. Yes. And even that the weight of, you know, uh, photography to-do list, the, that the weight of I got to get this done, I got to get this done is just being able to say, I'll get it done. It'll get done, but I don't need to let it sit on me. I want to live in rest. And would you say then the motivation for that simplicity in your life, is that ultimately the connection with those around you? What or Are there other reasons or goals that are driving that, that desire for simplicity? Um, yeah, definitely. I think this past fall was really busy for me. It okay. was busier than I wanted it to be. Um, thankful that I had a great support group around me, great people who were helping me. A lot of times people say, how do you do it? How do you do it all? Like you do it all. And I want to say, no, I actually don't do it all Mm. because I have a lot of people who do a lot of stuff for me. Um, 
people, even like down to my family and friends who watch my kids, you know, that there is a support group that has come around me. And I just, I want to, I don't, this fall was so busy that I don't want to go through that craziness again, you know? And, and so going into this year, cause it wasn't just crazy in life. Yes, there was a lot of weddings, but it was the way it affected me mentally. Okay. And um, like I said, I don't have it together. <laughs> well, I'm no, but it's so learning. easy. There are so many, well, first of all, we just live in a noisy world. You're talking yeah. about social media earlier. And for anybody yeah. that spends time looking at social media, much less the news and all these other sources of information, um, it's easy f- for all that to get jumbled around in our head and then to have to keep up with a, like you said, a task list, a project list for our business and our personal life. There's so many different moving parts. So it's easy to get caught up in all of that and it can take us away from living the lives that we ultimately want. So I love this very proactive mentality that you have Mm -hmm. about creating simplicity in your life. Talk to us about maybe two or three different things that you're doing in your business specifically to, to drive this simplicity notion to to live uh, not only live a simpler life personally but to uh, create a business model that is that is enabling that I guess yeah um, well something I started actually in the fall and it was more of a, a have to is I started getting up earlier and that sounds just super cheesy <laughs> no. but for me because um, of kids and life is for me to get up at five or four thirty or however wow. early I need to get up to start my day okay. means that I had a certain chunk of day, which for me, it's the afternoons for other people. It could be in the mornings or it could be in the evenings that I had been spending, um, lots of late nights editing till like midnight and one, and then I would wake up tired and cranking the next day. So for me, creating a simpler life actually meant just getting up earlier. Interesting. So I got up early so that my afternoon chunks, when I have free time, my little ones have free time. That's when I work during the busy season when I'm not like, cause now we're heading into more of a kind of relaxed, right. not so busy season. Right. So I actually get to read books now, which is fun. Awesome. Um, but in the busy season, that chunk of the afternoon was editing. It was two or three hours. Um, not all editing. Of course, there's like emailing and there's paperwork and sure. you know, there's all those kind of things too. But that chunk of the afternoon was photography work and just creating more organized time management really helped me streamline, um, and create more simplicity. And even as I go into this year, even January, February, March, when I'm not as busy, I'm still going to keep doing it because it's a great schedule for me. So that's something that's just really practical. Sure. But, yeah. um, that another way I've simplified business. And did you were you an early riser to begin with? Was this something you had to kind of learn? Oh no, I had to learn. Okay. I, I mean, and it's I'm a morning person, sure. but like four forty five is really. That's early. really early. Like that's so. <laughs> Does that mean like a nine o'clock bedtime yes, too? Okay. It is. Wow. It's painfully early. Yeah. But I've been doing it for months now. And so, like, now I'm used to it. Okay. And I crave my, I, like, love the quiet time. It's so in the quiet, morning. right? It's so yeah, quiet. Yeah. I get to work out. I work out, and then I enjoy quiet. Okay. Um, but I do go to bed really early. And so, but that's fine because it means that I'm not spending my evenings staring at a blue screen. Yes, yes. Which is really bad for your sleep, too. And, right. Uh, so, for me, that, that helped my sleep. That helped just time management that helped me to give like focused amount of times to my kids too, where I, cause for me, it's not like, and actually, you know what we have to, we have to step back to clarify for those who don't know what we're talking about when we say blue screen. Oh, blue. Comput- yeah. yeah it's, so it's computers, the light. Yeah. The, the light from our phones, it's emitting a, a wavelength of light that the people talk about as blue light yes. that actually affects our melatonin production. Correct? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Which translates not being able to fall asleep as easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, that's why they tell you like, like turn off your phone a couple hours before bedtime exactly. or, you know, even the TV can sometimes mess with your sleep. Absolutely. So just 
for me, like that really made a difference. It's not editing at night. Yeah. Um, and so, and giving myself time for my kids, because I think when you work from home, it's easy to just always be distracted. And I, f- I feel like I've gone through periods of time where I've just been distracted. Absolutely. And I want to be present when they're there. Um, yeah. And they know, I mean, they know during the fall is I was like, hey guys, I need to spend a few hours working. Mm-hmm. And, and they're running around and being crazy and doing normal kids stuff. But they know that that's my time working. And then when I'm done, I get to get up and make dinner and just spend some like good time with them. That's not distracted time. Um, so that that's just very practical. Um, another practical thing that I do is I don't give my my clients very many options, <laughs> and I do I that love it. Okay. because uh, I don't have time to keep up with their options. Um, yes. So we have like one package, and then if that doesn't work for them, then I'm like, well, what's your budget? Let me make one for you. But it's not like package A, B, C, or one, two, three. And there's phenomenal photographers that do that, and they're sure. great, and yeah. it works. But for me, um, I don't have time to make 10 different print print orders a month. Right. And so it's like, hey, here's your gallery. If you want to order prints, you can order them straight from here. Like, that's yeah. great. But just like practical things that like create more space and time for my business and my kids and family. And that that's a really powerful concept to you. There's actually a, a book called The Paradox of Choice that I read not too long ago. But it, it talks about how you know we, we live in a culture now where there are so many options. Oh my and, and people assume that their life is going to be better if oh, they have more options. But what they've found is that it actually causes a certain amount of stress. When you have so many different options to choose from, it leads to... Uh, well, a stressful process of yes. trying to pick something, you know, What's versus being able to just have two or three <laughs> options, choose one that works really well and, and run with it. Yeah. And um, so I think it, it's it's uh, kind of a beautiful thing. You're you're creating some freedom for yourselves, but you're also creating a bit of freedom for your clients yes, doing that yes. process. You don't have to pick, have so many options to pick from. That's great. <laughs> yeah. it works for me. That's really, really cool. Well, um, you just a few minutes ago were talking about the fact that you've got a new website launching, but share... Yes your website address with us and then maybe where we can uh, where the listeners can find you on Instagram as well yeah uh, see my more website of what you're doing. is obryantphotography.com and you can find me on Instagram obryantphotography there's no apostrophe online there's okay. an apostrophe in my real last name there's not an apostrophe online um, yeah you can find me on their new website hopefully will be launched when this airs <laughs> and um, yeah that's that's it you can find me with well I, I really appreciate you making time kind of last minute too to sit down and have a conversation with me I think this focus on simplicity is something that our industry needs a lot more of um, you know that there is there is a wonderful freedom and flexibility that you've already alluded to that comes from being able to run your own business but it's easy to get caught up in the minutia of running your business yes. and and in some ways think that you have to do this thing or that thing in order to keep up with the Joneses, if you yes. will. I think there's a lot of motivation that photographers have to try to impress their photographer friends oh, yeah. versus simply running their business in such a way that actually meets their personal goals. This yeah. isn't about trying to keep up with other people. This is about creating a business that ultimately supports the lifestyle they want to create. Yeah. And you're doing that in such a proactive fashion. I have a lot of respect for that. <laughs> Thanks. If those of you listening in have more questions for Bethany about how she creates simplicity in her business, don't hesitate to reach out to her. Check out obryantphotography.com. Thanks so much, Bethany. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.